Hello and welcome to the Under Starters Orders podcast. Um, the keys have been left under the green bin for myself and Declan Carroll tonight as Chris has taken a, another leave of absence from Manflip, I believe, and Steve can unfortunately not join us either. But you got the two best members here, so it's all it's all good. Um, and we might even scrap Longchamp just to talk about Gowran because this is where the fucking jumps are back, to be honest. Nobody cares about Chepstow next week. Deck, how are you tonight? Uh, on top of the world. The good, good. back. I got... Um... I was meant to be here last week, but uh, the, the crack got the better of me, and I never made it home. So <laughs> happens to the best of us. Happens it, to the best of us. It was yeah, it was a rough drive to um Lishtal on Friday morning, but I got there and I made it home safe. So uh, your lad ran well, came down a fourth, um, faded slightly after the last, but as you said, the second has came out and won this week, so the form's boosted. Maybe a bit yeah. weak for the three miles at the minute, but there's pr- plenty of progress there. He he made a bit of a mistake at the tour last and. Mm. They, they sort of got racing then, but he did manage to reel them in, entered the straight, but he got chopped off there and they they just been and gone. Um, he probably wouldn't have beat them. He, he would have been outstayed, I think, but, you know, Shane couldn't really fill him up again there after he, he yeah. got chopped off and they took a couple of lens out. But, yeah, Appian Way, the Charles O'Brien horse came out and won today, so, you know, that's good to see. We'll probably just mm. come back and trip him. Um, he probably wants a, a stiff track with a nice mm-hmm. long straight in it, so uh, a, a bit of good ground as well. The ground was very dead, mm. uh, at Listall on Friday, so a, a bit of good ground for him. And look, he's he wasn't disgraced, he's John has ability, so mm-hmm. you know, we, we should get our day soon enough. Yeah, good old Kieran Dan. I still only a five year old, plenty of time, uh, to, to get it right. And you know, he might be showing a fence this season, will he, or, or is that still to be confirmed? Uh, well, look, he is only five, so it would be nice to, to win a hurdle race. Um, yeah. He definitely, he, he's jumping a lot better than he did in his two hand, first handicap runs. Uh, he actually jumped quite well, I thought, um, in the stall and Killarney. So, look, we, we, we'd like to win win a race over hurdles course, but he'll definitely jump a fence. Definitely. Fuck, I will, you 100% will. Um, well, look, before we go on to this brilliant array of action, uh, all the group ones in Paris, um, we will. We'll touch on Gowan really quick because you have two fancies, deck, and, and we might just give Easy Game a bit of love because he's had a great summer. Um, who, who are your two fancies for Gowan? We'll give we'll give the listeners a few quick tips out, out the gate here. Yeah, I um, I didn't spend too long looking at the card because the quality was so good in France. But um, there, there's a listed Mare's listed bumper tomorrow night. Um, five forty-seven. It's a horse I really like, and she's actually favourite. Doran's where. Um, like this is a really competitive bumper, but she's already won a listed bumper. Mm. Um, I don't think she'll ever go jumping. The fact that coming back to try with another another listed bumper, she'll probably be retired. So they, they obviously think she's good enough to win another listed bumper. You know, another yeah. bit of that type for her. And uh, she was sixth in a Grade Three at the Punchestown Festival, um, and she had previously beaten Nikini in that listed bumper. She won. Uh, Nikini's won twice, I think, since. For, for Willie Mullins. I do mm. think the second favourite, Katie Tay, could be a big danger. She'd be a uh, hostile one for Lucy, who's followed up as well. It is um, it is a decent, it, it's a competitive renewal at this race. It usually is, and it could be one more following. But, you know, the fact they've already got black type with her and they're coming back for a bit more tells me they think she can win it and she'll probably be retired and um, off the stud after this. And then on Saturday, 4.37, in the Doran Colours again, uh, the mm. Philip Rockwell saying, Galandu Fazel. 
Um, he, he ran and jumped respectively in beginners chases last season uh, too and he's since gone back hurling and he did win a hurdle of 104 he makes his handicap chase debut here of 102 so he definitely has scope to win off that mark fab and um I, I do say just looking at the 145 a three-year-old maiden hurdle on saturday we do have the debut the hurdling debut of cougar a three-year-old okay. entire now with Porig Roach coming from the Aidan O'Brien yard. Yeah, it's it by deep impact out a promise to be true. Who was a um a sister to maybe maybe is the dam of Saxon Warrior. So this is a very close relation to Saxon Warrior going over hurdles with his tackle, and that should be a one of the most interesting jumpers you're going to see uh, probably this season. I don't I, I wouldn't be trusting them as far as I can draw him on hurdling debut, but. Um, especially with probably plans down the line for him. And then, Deck, we'll just touch real quick on on the uh, the champion chase there, Gowan, because that, that's a race you love. I think it marks the kind of the national hunt season start proper for you. Uh, easy game, battle over Diane, Franco de Port, Kenboy, Hurricane Georgie, dollar value. It's a decent half dozen field again, probably better than what you'll see at Chepstow the weekend after. But I'd say definitely. Um, I don't think there's many horses I've run at Chepstow meeting you'd be talking about in March, but. You know, Slice in Europe used to make a seasonal debut in this race every mm. year. Um, it, it's usually a good renewal and it's competitive again as the Easy Games had a, a, a really, really good summer. and um, He'll probably go and, and win this and be put away. Who, who else is turning up? Kenboy's in here. Kenboy goes again, but he was putting his place, really. I was very disappointed yeah. with him at Lestal. Um, he did make a mistake, but he was still beaten way too far out. And um, Franco de Port, no mug at all. Uh, so no. it's Willie has the tree, and and I wouldn't be counting Battle over Diane. I could imagine he's gonna maybe go down maybe the cross country route or something this season. I could see him rocking up a punches town later in the season, and maybe Cheltenham in November. And um, there's Dollar Value who just probably has no chance on form. He's one forty four, but again had a good summer. But he's a long, long way to to go to kind of trouble days. And then Hurricane Georgie, who has I think managed to jump two fences in his last two starts. Um, in the Galway plate in the Kerry National, so he he, he again national load, he? he did uh, yeah. he did yeah Kilbegan yeah 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 he's not here to win this though she's not here to win this no probably not uh, probably I not think, but uh, she is only five she is only five so you know there could be more isn't, isn't Glenn who listens to the show we probably won't be listening to tomorrow but I think Glenn has um he's a few yeah. shares yeah yeah he does he has a few shares in the uh, pioneer racing group he does yeah and then um, they've had a bit of success so. well, I think in Hurricane Georgie in particular I don't know whether you just buy into the club or i'm not 100% sure definitely hurricane georgie now but i'm not 100% sure yeah um yeah well that's fantastic and then their last bit of national hunt stuff i'll, I'll just touch on before we go on because we nearly drove 10 minutes here but hewick is going to go to the united states and then go to the gold cup straight um which i thought he'd take in the irish gold cup because the ground's always a road at that time of year at leopardstown but yeah um i saw i think was i believe it was the the lad off the finishing line halligan i think his name is uh, um, you used to play ball with him. The uh, he, he put yeah. up a very, I, I will give him a little shout out because he did put up an interesting tweet saying, Do you think Hewick has a chance to place in the Gold Cup? 167 rated seven year old, progressive. Um, I wouldn't be losing sleep over many in, in, in the staying chasing division at the minute. The novices still have to prove themselves, in my opinion. So, what do you think of Hewick? Yeah, look, he has the pace to win a Galway play mm -hmm. and he has the stamina to win um, a, a whip red. You know, he has a lot of the ingredients. Now, he's achieved this rating and handicaps. Yeah. And he needs to prove he's not a high-end handicapper who will just keep beating up 
you know, other handicappers and, and you know, he has to prove he can he can take that form into grade ones. Yeah. And I suppose yeah, we're gonna find that out till next year, but he has a lot of the ingredients you'd want. He has more of the ingredients for a gold cup than Gallop and Deschamps, in my opinion. I don't think he'd lay a glove on Gallop and Deschamps over three miles. But I think Gallop and Deschamps is probably too hard on himself for the Gold Cup trip. Mm. Um, I don't think he'll see it out. I, I'm probably going to be the best three miler around, but the Gold Cup's not run over three miles. But yeah. Ewick has that stamina. He can stay, and, and he's not short of, of, you know, he's not short at all. He, he's won a Galway plate, so, or two mile five. He, you know, if he put it all together on the day and, you know, horses didn't stay, obviously you have to beat a flute hard, don't you? We know he's yeah. dead. That's only one horse, though. Yeah. That's only one horse. Don't be afraid of one horse. No, Even don't be afraid of two or three. Run. Have a go. Horse, but hmm. The fact that flute hard was second, and oh, Jesus, like Rachel left nothing behind. Absolutely. Built yeah, up made sure. Printed up the hill, you know. Um, and the form was strong because Manella in though was second, like you know, well, he nearly walked over. Like, he finished like golf park finish. He ran his so, race between the third last and the second last to try and slip at Plutar yeah. because I'd say Robbie and Henry probably knew damn well what, what Rachel would have had under her. Um and you look I think he was I think he was the second best horse by further than the distance suggests on the day. Uh, but yeah, no, it was an absolutely phenomenal performance. But yeah. I hope Hewitt has a go because he's a horse of a lot of time for. I've actually come to really, really like him. Um, yeah, in the... yeah, look, I, I couldn't put anyone off him. He just he does need to prove he can take the farm into Great One Company, and if he can, mm. he has, you know, I think in my opinion, more degree than more of the ingredients needed than some of the fancied horses. Yeah, that's it. I agreed. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, well, look, we'll move on because we could be talking about National Hunt stuff all night. It's nearly that time of year. Maybe next week we'll, we might give Chepstow 30 seconds of our time. You never know, um, even though the Dewhurst is on and, and the Cesaro, which and whatnot. And it's, it's a really good card next week. But we will move on to the Jean-Luc Lagardère, which is the opening race on uh, Arc Day on Sunday. Um, we will we might scratch over the Sun Chariot and Saturday at Longchamp if we have a bit of time. We, we'll see. We'll shoot from the hip on them. But we're going to cover Longchamp on Sunday because the racing is just too good to, to let it go. Um, so we have the brother to Batash, the Antarctic, may, uh, making his first start over seven furlongs. He's the five to two favourite. Uh, if Batash knew his brother was running in this, he'd probably get sick out in his retirement field because I think seven furlongs is the horse. I never thought he, we'd see him get this sort of trip, but we will see. Uh, Shartash, who's had a great season domestically, placed in um, Group 1s and um, the winner of the Railway Stakes in there, second favourite. Tigray, Aesop Fables, Bree Sky, um, and then it's kind of dull figure prices about the rest deck. So two-year-olds over seven furlongs here. Group one, who do you fancy? Uh, I quite like Shartash. You know, he, he was toward the National Stakes and he was toward the Phoenix Stakes. He, you know, mm. he actually beat Blackbeard earlier this season. Um, there was very little in it, but, you know, that is strong form. Um, I think he's going to handle the ground. I, I think he'd be quite difficult to be here. You know, it is competitive enough. The Antarctic, it's his first, four, his first try at seven furlongs, you know, and he's decent form chasing uh, Blackbeard home. He may improve for the trip. You know, mm. he does. Yeah, he's banged there. He's banged there. Yeah, he's banged there. It's just, I don't know. I, 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 I wouldn't rate him as highly as Sharpash, though. Um, Bree no. Sky, 
you know, it's it's hard to say how his form is working out, and you might tell us a little bit more about that. But he has beaten a Charlie Hills horse who's, who's won a group three since, and there is very little between Bree Sky and, and T Gray. Um, Belbeck just plenty to find with the Antarctic, but you know, he's another one I think will improve for seven furlongs. Mm. Uh, Vicious Harry is quite consistent over five furlongs, but he's been um, his only try over six. He was toured to Blackbeard and the Antarctic. Not sure about stepping up to seven on this ground. Um, GameStop has plenty to find and, and pivotal, pivotal trigger. One of Galway Maiden um, was was toured over eight furlongs in the group three here. But I, I think Shark is going to be quite hard to beat. I've been quite impressed with him actually this season. And, you know, he's one of the few to have beaten Blackbeard, who yeah. just look, is looking like a really, really good horse at the moment. Yeah, oh, he absolutely is. He's, um, you know, he had those little blips in the middle of his campaign there. Well, actually, kind of started the summer. He's a heavily raised two year old, but he's put those kind of doubts to bed and winning two group ones. And he's still in the bet. And I think he's favorite possibly for the Dewhurst now. Um, if they want to return, return him back quickly. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine why they wouldn't do it because uh, he's in phenomenal form. Um, yeah, no, Shartash, he would have a good chance. I think he ran really well in the national stakes. I'd agree with that. Um, I'm just wondering if they would want much more rain than they've already got. So, and, and the only reason I kind of say that is because maybe his stamina was at its absolute limit um, at the Curra. Like, again, that's open to interpretation. Mm. Um, Aesop's Fables looked like he was on skates on soft ground. I'd actually be surprised if he ran. Um, I think he'd be withdrawn if, if the rain, if the forecast is to be believed. Um that's if he is running. He could. He mightn't even be. He mightn't even be declared. That could be my mistake here. Um, apologies for that. It was actually really hard to get the ticker going for the French racing on Sunday. Uh, Breeze Sky is going to be my selection, though. I think he was quite unlucky uh, against Tigray. He is a bigger price than the filly. He's only beaten about a short head, and he is by Pedro de Great, who had gills himself. Um, he was the first Group One winner for Henry de Navigator. He won the Phoenix Stakes a good few years ago. I don't think he's with us anymore, unfortunately. Pedro de Great. Um, he was a stallion for kind of low money out in France, and he actually did quite well with the books that he got. Uh, this is one of his sons, and I think there's going to be a, quite a bit of improvement for him uh, tackling softer ground like this for the first time. Um, he ran to, a, in my opinion, a pretty decent level. He, won, he beat a subsequent, um, he beat a subsequent listed winner or a Group Three winner, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, in in listed company just before. Uh, just before he was second to Tigray. And as I said, I think the softer ground might bring out a bit of extra improvement in him. I don't think this is the strongest group one you're ever going to see. Um, I think there's a good few horses missing. I've, I was kind of hoping Victoria Road would rock up here for Aidan O'Brien. And um, to be honest, I'm, I'm not really too mad about the rest. I think the two French horses, uh, Tigray and, and Bree Sky, do bring a decent level of form to it. But Chartash, as, as Dex said there, does bring real good domestic Irish form to this race as well. And, you know, out of a Debowie mare, Shamreen, who was a group performer, um, you'd imagine he's going to be better as a three-year-old and, and as as racing, as as he collects his racing. So I would imagine he is going to run a big race. I will stick with Breeze Sky, though. Um, as I said, I think he'll go through that ground really, really well. And I think he was unlucky to get beat last time out. Um, Dex, you're with Chartash, is that correct? I'm with Chartash, yeah. Right, happy days. Look at the speed we're going through this. We might, we might, we need to, we could beat Steve's record of an hour if we weren't talking about Garen. 
Um, so on to the Marcel Boussac, the Phillies equivalent. It is over a mile, however. So um, I'm just going to make sure I get all these tickers. I'm not used to the yellow tickers, but um, I should be because Chris is never bloody here anymore. But um, the Marcel Boussac, so the two-year-old Phillies over a mile. Is he off because Coolio died? Is it? He could no. be marking, yeah, good L. Good, poor El Coolio. At least he lived to see 24. So, um, <laughs> well, some man, wasn't he? I remember I saw Coolio at Leopardstown about four years ago when he played. Oh, it was a great night. Um, I don't even know what he was doing at Leopardstown, to be honest. He was in Ireland quite often, actually. But, um, yeah, he enjoyed it. Well, he won't be anymore, but he enjoyed it. Um, right. So, yeah, the Marcel Boussac, and I believe Wed is the filly that, that heads the betting here at around seven to two. Uh, she was a Pretty impressive group two winner last time out, looking like that the mile would be absolutely no problem to her. Um, Aidan O'Brien has never-ending story in here, who I wouldn't want to call her exposed. That'd be very unfair, but she would have to find a little bit in this company, I would imagine. Um, Start Me Up is unbeaten as well. Another French video brings uh, fair form to the table. And Kalina as well. Um, she is in there top of the, towards the top of the market too. Um, Deck, who do you fancy here? Um, look, I think Kalina's going to be... I think she's going to be difficult to beat. Like she's beaten the two. She did win out. You know, she won easy enough at one to two last day. Mm. But her maiden form is working out very, very well. I'm not sure what they call them maidens in in France, but... Usually, yeah, I'm not, yeah, they would be maidens. I think they would be, yeah. Yeah, they probably have a, a certain name for them though, do they? Like, but anyway, the equivalent of our maiden um, form is is working out very, very well. Um, Wed, like I'm, you know, you, you mentioned Everending Story. I'm not sure Wed has beaten the, you know, the best of the Irish and British horses. Um, mm. but she did win well, you know. Um, she did win well in that group too. Um, beating never ending story, she obviously has point to point, and she was well held in, in the mic there. The one I actually like is, is Blue Rose Sen. Um, she won a group three over course and distance. She's beaten by uh, oh, she was it's snack, snack, the French love it. She's snack behind Victoria Road. Victoria Road is, is one of his last three. Mm. Um, and I know you have strong opinions on Victoria. Oh, I, I think he'll be the most underrated two-year-old in training at the minute. Um, when Aiden's horse is going to run like this, mm. um, Mother Earth, US Navy flag, um, and I'm, you know I'm only throwing a few names here. But when they start getting on a run, you just don't know how good. Even St Mark's Basilica to an extent, um, they take a few what goals to get going, and then roll. I think Roly Poly was another one. And then they just they absolutely take off, and he's getting disrespected for any two-year-old races. Sorry for cutting you off. No, 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 look, I, I know you feel strongly enough about him, so mm. I, I do like that form, like the short neck behind Victoria Road, and obviously coming here with a, a group three win over Carson distance, mm. I think she's coming here with, with good form. Um, Habana, German horse, uh, I don't think the form at home is working out too great. Aston Grove, like, he, he sprung a surprise to beat Shelton, or she sprung a surprise to beat Shelton at the Curragh, but you know, she'd need to back it up before I went back on her. Um, be great to see her back it up, but I think it might have been a bit of a fluke, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, one of conditions race a song clue. Um, the second is beat the farts in, but she's been toward the Kalina, so she's she's a bit defined. Uh, Bridge was second in the group three at Goodwood. 
uh, and the tour till the zoo is look, our ascot's looking quite good now i also think she's gonna appreciate this step, step up and trip she could be a bit of a danger here mm. so we're only one or odds on on the all weather the last day but she's three lengths to find with kalina and um, dalias is one for five and shouldn't be good enough um jim bulger's horse with grand terrain he, he was so she was second at the curl last sunday um i'm not sure she's even going to run and starting me up as two lengths to find with Blue Rose and yeah, I, I yeah. like Blue Rose and here, but it's always a comp- really competitive race, and you know, it, it is again. Yeah, no, I think Blue Rose and is probably the one they have to be for sure. Um, as you said there, the form behind Victoria Road, that's what I came straight to, and, and she was fairly dominant up until that. Um, if you take away her debut, and again, did very little, movie, is it? Or... Sorry. Is that her only defeat? Is there she's not... no? She she um she was beaten on debut and then beaten by Victoria Road, but she won three of her five starts, um, including on soft ground. Basically, the trial for this race she won as well, uh, pretty well. Um, yeah, it's it's just hard to get away from her. Forms rock solid. You know, she's out of a Jeremy Mare. Uh, Jeremy probably most famous for this siring our Connor, but they they tend to love soft ground success days is another one by jeremy they, they just love going through the soft ground and churchill obviously has done exceptionally well this year um with his three-year-olds and even a few of his two-year-olds have done well as well but yeah blue rose sam would be my idea of the winner as well i think she has really really strong form uh in the book and deck you're getting slagged by brian in the comments <laughs> yeah highlights He's a, <laughs> it actually yeah, it's a bit a bit of a glow there deck brian is right highlights in the hair there. Um, yeah, very good. Um, now I I don't really have much of a opinion other than that on this race. I think never ending story is well held. Start me up as you said, kind of held. Aspen Grove would agree, probably flattered. Uh, Breeze a bit defined. Wouldn't surprise me though if she ran bigger than what yeah, her I, I, price I is going to be. Um, I I you know it, it kind of comes down to how she handles the soft ground. Uh, Wed I think this is a big step up and Ardent the Frankel Philly. Um, she may, you know, I think she is in there at around a double figure price, but you know, the Andre Fab and Judman factor might see her come in for for a few quid, which I wouldn't really throw too much of a, um, too much of a notice to. Well, we Blue Rose Sen, I'd be in agreement there, which I think she's a, a great price. Um, there's no what to do, so yeah, that's it. There we we're in agreement, so that's it. We'll end the show there, guys. Thanks very much for listening. <laughs> now I'm only joking. Um. Now, there's the big question. We're going to make an on-air decision here. Do you want to leave the Ark until last? Or do you want to run, go on to the Vermoy? Um, the, the, the Did I just say the Vermoy? I keep yeah. doing that. That's the trial. Well, I've done we'll, that's the... The we, we'll skip through the next year and we'll, we'll leave the Ark. And we'll keep we'll... people listening in a bit. Yeah, uh, we'll enjoy it. We'll leave after the Ark and Longchamp. Yeah, it's, yeah, there's the, the bloody the, the car park is empty by the time. The, the horses are running by an empty car park. When the well, they need an on. empty car park to run the Abbey. <laughs> you need a good pay. You need a better. You need some pair of binoculars. You wouldn't be laughing now if I if I rocked up to no, the actually, um, I I've been to the Ark a few times, and it used to be. I love the old Longchamp, the hanging baskets, the real traditional. It was yeah. you know really nice bread ring, but um, and it was something like I don't know anywhere from eight euro to a tenner in. Uh, ladies free if you wore a hat. But the first year of the new Longchamp, we went, and we got tickets for. I don't know, they're about 70 quid. And we're like, oh, these must be really good now. We're in the fucking middle of the track. <laughs> you couldn't see a fucking thing. Just seeing it. Oh, you'd see the Abbey beautifully. 
you'd say that they see 50 yards of the Abbey like it was there, we, you know. We let we went over to the Abbey, we were the only mm. sculptures. We had to cross the car park, but we have to actually leave your enclosure. And then we had trouble getting back in, but yeah, we went over to watch the Abbey. Like it's you see, you sure you don't even see anything on the telly, do you? <laughs> no, you, you know, when you're, when you're in the stand, you just see the jockey's caps going, yeah, you know, away. <laughs> we went over to watch it anyway. It was great to see um, a fire four long sprint up that close because, yeah. We literally got some clip. The best, the best part about watching. I know we're talking about the Abbey, which probably shouldn't be, but the best part about watching the Abbey on telly is like you, you have a bet, and you're like, oh, my lad's coming, my lad's coming. Here we go. Oh shit, there's the winning post. Yeah. <laughs> the way it's like, all right, the race is over now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's always weird trying to watch races in France. You never know the winning post actually is going to be. Uh, but we'll move on to the the Prix de l'Opera, not the Vermeil, the Opera de l'Opera. Um, and this is some race, and my arc fancy La Parisian is in here because she got balloted out of the arc, which I'm devastated about. I thought she'd have ran a blinder. But um, the step back to 10 furlongs is probably going to be an inconvenience for her against Nashua and above the curve, who are two serious fillies and wouldn't be out of the arc, in my opinion. Maybe Nashua because she is better over 10, but above the curve certainly would have had a chance in the arc. Uh, Emily up John eight to one she has kind of been a bit disappointing, obviously with the Irish Oaks, um, not being able to travel and then the King George where she just never raised a gallop. Uh, Tuesday as well, she's in my opinion if you take out the Irish Derby she hasn't done a whole lot wrong. My my Astra as well, uh, Travenance and even Insinuendo if you want to take that Luxembourg form literally, um or not, which you probably shouldn't do. But the Blanford Stakes was an excellent effort, but. In my opinion, I don't think she wanted to go by. I think there, I, I, she did it against Luxembourg, stopped when she got to the front. She looked like she had above the curve dead to rights, and she kind of stopped again. Um, I don't know. I think it could be a model to be placed at a nice price, but I think she has might have a slight attitude problem there. Deck, the Prix de l'Opera, take it away. Yeah, yeah you're right. It's, it's a really hot renewal. Um, mm. yeah, I, I don't think she'd be crying out for the art trip. You know, and mm. that's probably harsh on the horse who was toured in, in the out. Um, but she she's won the day on, and she followed up in the Nassau. You like our only blip this season, you know, as a three year old was the the tour in the out, and she she probably is the worthy favourite. The Parisienne, and um, she was toured in the Vermoy, uh, but Lilac Road was second there, so I'm not sure it was the strongest Vermoy ever, and uh, you know. I'm not picking on Lilac Road, but I don't think she's. Uh, I don't think she's a Group One horse. Um, she probably, she probably, probably could be placed well, and you know, in Phillies and mares only races. She would say she was fortunate for Moy. I don't, I actually don't think she's been the same since Epsom, Andy. You know, fair enough. She she ran in two guineas and went to Epsom. That's asking a lot of a, a small filly, like, you know. and Yeah, she wasn't the biggest. You know, she's she's delivered, like, you know. She took on Emily Upjohn, who was probably twice the size of her. And um, she was headed and she battled back. Andrew actually correctly pointed out in the comments, Emily Upjohn is not running here. So I've had a mare with the ticker this week. Um, I, was actually, I had to use an off-odds checker, and they, they a few of the non-runners were still included because some bookmakers didn't bother her or taking her out, but... It wasn't easy, but sorry to cut you off there, Deck. Emily up, John is out. Yeah, look, I, I just don't think Tuesday's been the same, and I'm surprised she's actually running here. And um, mm. I asked her was second in in the Pretty Polly. I, 
you know, I just, I know it's a group one and all, but I'm not sure how solid her form is overall. I'm not sure how, sure how solid a lot of the Phillies form is. You know, some years the Phillies form can be so solid. It can be really, really top notch. I'm just not sure how strong it is this year. Um, Jessie's horse, Tra- Travenance, I think she's to be supplemented. Um, she beat the, the horse in here. We have christened the noise. Um, and she runs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mark, Mark is this, this, I don't Yeah, we need that. Lauren for that one. Yeah. We need Lauren, yeah. But the noise, is, anyway, it, it's the horse in, in, in here. You'll be able to work it out yourself if you're looking through the field. Um, she beat the noise in a group two the last day. She is quite interesting. But I think the noise likes a bit of cut here. Um, and, and I think the soft ground or the heavy ground could give her a chance. Like she was struck. She was closer to Jesse's horse with cutting it, you know, when it was softer than when it was good. And I think she could run a big one at a price. Um, Insinuendo, I think she's still improving. I know she's five. Um, I think she's overpriced here. But her only run in France was very, very poor. Um, yeah. she was, I think it was, now it might have been over a mile, um, but she was last and it was at Delville. Uh, and I'd be just a little bit concerned, but above the curve, you know, if she runs, I think she wins this. She's a group one winner of a Carson distance. She handles cutting the ground and she's so tough. You say Insinuendo um, wouldn't go by her. Don't think above the curve was letting her go by her. I think she's very, mm. very tough. I just think, you know, whatever you get back off that double like Aaron over Friday and Saturday, just <laughs> don't bother even watching the arc before this. Just fucking had her bollocks on above the curve. Um, I, I think she's a good thing here. Mm. I, really do. I Well, I think she could be the best three-year-old around, personally. Like, I've, I've, I've held her in very high regard for, for quite a while now, and I, I don't know what happened to her in the summer. They said she had a summer break, but she must have had a setback because... There was the pretty poly on soft ground. There was the Yorkshire Oaks. Um, I think she's very smart indeed. Nashville has had a little bit of a break, hasn't she, since Goodwood. Um, and I, I just have it in the back of my head that maybe the Breeders' Cup is the race for her. Um, La Parisian is a filly of a hell of a lot of time for her, and I think she's going to make a serious four-year-old. Uh, she actually still ran a little bit green, in my opinion, in the Vermoy. In the Vermoy. <laughs> I got it right this time. Um, she just couldn't quite get out. She hung a little bit awkwardly, but I don't think it was ungenuine. It was more so, um, I think she was still a little bit inexperienced. I think she's going to make a serious, serious four-year-old filly. Um, and I think she's one of the best best fillies in France at the bare minimum, but I think she's going to be better over a mile and a half. And it's just a real pity that she um, she was balloted out of the arc. Um, so, yeah, no, I'd have to fancy above the curve myself. The support and cast in this race, I think, is brilliant as well. Trovenance, um, Jesse, I think, as you said, Dex, they supplemented her. It was a career best, a big career best, actually, the last twice in France, um, winning a group three and then group two at Deauville, and she absolutely deserves her chance here. Um, yeah, Tuesday, as you said, look, she's had a lot of racing for a small filly. Um, I'm not sure if... I know she won the Oaks, but other than that, she is probably, a, you know, she she's ran with distinction, in my opinion, in most of her starts. But I think she'd want to improve again to kind of strike in this company. Um, 
insinuendo like I even you even go back to that mother earth run she looked like she had her in trouble I just wonder if I know that above the curve was not for passing but I, I just have a feeling that maybe I'm she just doesn't like going by horses I just have that you know I have that kind of hunch now I think she's a great bet for the top three though at 20 to 1 I know you said she doesn't like traveling to France. I'd have to see something twice before I kind of get on no, board. I, I didn't say she doesn't like it. I said, you know, mm. that, it was. It was. It, yeah. She went once because I think she's quite a consistent filly. And mm. she, she is a group winner. I know you're saying she, she might chase horses, but yeah. she has got her head in front. She is a group Oh, winner. she has, yeah. Yeah, she won the Kilroy State, I think, yeah. I, I just think above the curve is so tough. I think she's, she's really, really tough. Mm. I think it's going to be very, very hard to be here. Perfect. Um, I'm going to agree with you. So there's two uh, wow. above the curve and um, and the filly in the, in the Marcel Busak. Um, we'll get the name for you just in a minute as I move on to the Prix de Labbe. We are up. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Um, and we're we are on a roll here. There's another two-year-old filly at the top of this market, the Prix de Labbe, who we were just talking about, um, you know, not knowing where the finishing line is <laughs> on the TV and deck going well, out with his wellies. Did we get to the far A if you're worried about finishing lines? Yeah. Is that, is that is that the is that the fourth or fifth winning post at Longchamp? <laughs> do they do they start on the false straight or the semi false straight? This they run around the on the new car. This one, don't they? All right, they yeah, under the tunnel the and out, the, out tr through the parade ring, and then the, then the sixth yeah. winning post is it? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I thought that was. I was nearly getting it mixed up. I was nearly getting my abbey before I was mixed up there. Um, yeah, so we got the Platinum Queen, who was runner up in the Flying Childers. She had her pocket picked by Trillium very late on at Doncaster. She is a three to one favorite. Um, she was second as well to um the Super Philly of John Quinn's. Um. Highfield Princess in the Nunthorpe as well. Uh, Bernoy? Bernois? Bernois? Bernoy, is it? Bernoy. Okay, Bernoy. six to one shot, five year old. Um, I think he's only been beaten once at Longchamp and I was in this race last year. Uh, but she, he's at a five year old having a great season. Quart de Pierre, uh, Mitt Bahi in here for, I believe, Roger Varian. Last year's winner, a case of you. Um, Teresa Mendoza as well. One of your favorite stack, Moonista. And, um, as well float us in here as well so this, this is a pretty deep field again like basically every single group race that we've kind of covered over sprint distances this year you wouldn't be kind of chomping at the bit it's just it's a division that's just kind of lacking stars maybe outside of highfield princess maybe that's really unfair on her but um she's not here unfortunately she's going to america so deck the pre labe who do you like here i can go for the irish horse again here um <laughs> Look, looking through this, you know, they're gonna. This race is a fucking lottery. Like, it's usually something comes flying out of nowhere uh, because they're handling the ground and they mm. love it. It's also, it's usually something you followed off a cliff and it just mm -hmm. goes and wins the Abbey. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like a case of you just up oh, there's a case of you, he goes and wins the Abbey. Um, it's always something, you know, Mab's Cross as well. Um, it's it's just it's always something yeah. kind of out of nowhere that just goes and runs a career best wins the abbey. Um, but I, I, yeah, can't believe, I can't believe Brian likes Castle Star like that cunt has shown nothing <laughs> since, since he was a two year old like you know since he was a two year old last summer. Um, uh, he's, he's 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 done it for Stay anyway because Stay would have gone for Castle Star. Look, the one I actually like here is is Moss Tucker. 
Um, okay. Moss Tucker handles heavy ground, and Tipperary is a fast boy of furlongs, and this is going to be a fast boy of furlongs on heavy ground. Mm. He's closely matched with um, Erdos and Sight, the Paddy Tilly horse. Yeah. Um, and that, is that a filly, is it? No, that's a gelding. Yeah, is a gelding. Mm-hmm. Um, he was second in the Flying Five. Yeah, um, massive career best. You know, yeah. I, I think that form is, is quite good. But I, I just think, prob- may not, or definitely not the best horse in the race, but may handle the conditions on Sunday better than the rest of them. Like yeah. the Platinum Queen, I think it's been a big ask of a two-year-old to come here on, on heavy ground in this mad race, gone very, very fast. Like she, she was second in the Nuntorp, but then she was second in the Flying Childers, and you know she's going to be getting all the allowances here. Bernoy, um, it's interesting. He's won twice over Carson Distance, and he's been yeah. second twice over Carson Distance. But his only run on heavy over Carson Distance, he was last of 14. This race last year, wasn't it? Was it this race mm-hmm. last year? Yeah. So, you know, I'd have alarm bells ringing there. Uh, Car de Pierre, he was second to Bernoy here. Uh, he has handled heavy. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, if he runs his race, going to be there, thereabouts. Casey U last year's winner, he'll definitely be staying on. Midbahi, you know, comes here in really good form, I think, but he's never ran without good in the description. So I'd be a little yeah. bit concerned. Teresa Mendoza, um, she's good enough on her day because there's no superstar in the race, but she'll need a lot of luck, won't she? She needs to be held up. Yeah. The winner's gonna need a lot of luck, but she'll need a bit more than a lot of luck, I think. Uh, Castle Star, you know, you could actually, um, I'm trying to, you know, uh, my uncle George has a disease and he, he has this very rare bone disease. We're actually trying to raise a bit of money for um, Crumlin Hospital. So uh, I put the, the link up on Twitter. And if you're going to back Castle Star, don't. If you could just donate to the charity instead. <laughs> I was wondering where this was going. <laughs> the money can go somewhere worthwhile. Thanks very much, Brian. And <laughs> um, <laughs> very uh, good. Manisa, you know, I think I'm full sure Manisa wants six furlongs. Um, mm. She may handle this. She will be staying on. If she, you know, if she's staying on stronger than everything else, she, she could win it. She, I, I don't think she'd be too far away. But I don't think she beats Moss Tucker if if he handles, if he gets the ground and he loves his fast boy for lunch, she'll definitely be staying on though. Lotus was toured at the court of the last day and mm. she was well beaten her only run on heavy. Rassel is way too much to find. Uh, New York City not good enough. Yeah. And, you know, key spirit, it was just ahead of Moss Tucker at Tipperary, but I think he's going to struggle with the ground. Um, the Italian horse has won on heavy. Ah, come on. I haven't a fucking breeze about Italian racing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> now I, look, I just think Moss Tucker handles these conditions, he ticks a lot of boxes here. Um, and you know, we've discussed there's, there's no superstars in um in the sprint division apart from Highfield Princess. You'd have to say she is now, she's head and shoulders above them all, and she's looking like a really, really good sprinter. And sometimes they just take a bit of time to develop, but. In a wide open race where you need an awful lot of luck and you need to handle conditions, I think Moss Tucker has a really good chance here. Handles heavy and he loves a fast boy. 
yeah uh, that's that's a fair enough pick and it is as i said it's something that usually just runs a career best from kind of nowhere really uh moss tucker would require a career best but as i said there's no stars you, you there's no horses you're gonna be losing sleep over in this field i would love to see a, a case of you come back to form the last two runs in my opinion though have been quite alarming like they've been a long long way off as best um for a relatively versatile horse as well now i would give him probably a pass for asco because he's ran badly there in the past but the curry you know he, he's ran he's ran good races at the curry he just doesn't look like the same horse that came back from um since he came back from that group one win in maidan um but i would love the fan of me would love to see him go well the one i came down on but the only problem is i kind of have ground concerns i think he wants very very quick ground would be t spirit just because he is so progressive and he's done so well and his form i kind of took the the moss tucker I, I i went on the same form line as you deck except i just tried i went for the winner but you would have to have concerns about the ground for sure uh with t spirit Um, the one i will be backing though um it'd be only a small bet because she has won on soft before but as you said she was poor on heavy in the uh, albany stakes as a two-year-old it is flotus who i think has had a really really good season um I thought the third to Highfield Princess at the Curra, albeit well beaten, was a pretty, pretty good run. And it was torrential rain there that day. And I wouldn't be surprised if the ground was flirting with heavy um, by the time the Flying Five went off. And I think a replication of that run would see her go very close here at a double-figure price. So I'm going to take Flotus at around 16 to 1. Um, I'll check the exchange prices with T Spirit. If he is a bit, if he's a ludicrous price, I'll just take a chance on the ground. I wouldn't mind. He could be. I think he's twenty twenty five to one plus anyway. So at those prices, yeah. Well, like I don't want to be back and have to fail. I'm not staying, Chris. So <laughs> no, I'm just but, asking T Spirit because you know he's obviously just ahead of Moss Tucker. Uh, yeah, Tipperary just is he bigger price? Um, I don't know. I I went. With, I got bored and went with Bar. <laughs> so i think they're bigger than bar so they're, you're gonna get at least 25 to 1 uh but the form is there to kind of you know back it up so look i i think it's if you're kind of struggling to find a way into the race i don't see that temporary form isn't a bad way in at fancy prices i would agree with you there um but i think that float is on that soft ground i know she was well beaten by highfield princess but if she was in here she'd be probably six to four on or 13 to 8 on she'd be odds on anyway um i i think the platinum queen had a very hard race in the flying childers i know trillium pulled hard in the chievely park but i think trillium may have also been feeling that race in the flying childers I, I think they were five or six lengths clear of crispy cat and he's no mug like they went hard and it was a really really good race between the two fillies but it may have just kind of finished their season and i'd be worried about that um with her coming here as a three to one favor so it would be floaters for me and um, moss tucker for yourself deck um and yeah i think that's uh the, the abbey pretty well covered and now we go on to your favorite race deck the main event and unbelievably i think there's only 10 runners for this i couldn't believe it when i saw it um, and i taught every horse usually oh that's seven furlongs we'll every horse is not good enough to win a proper group one we'll yeah and is there ever a more perfect horse for that bracket than Kinross, who I believe is going for his maiden group one here? Um, but he, you know, he's, he's off the back of 
a second. Uh, what? What? It's not the. It's not a seven four long triple crown. Like what is it? The, the second seven four long quadruple. He's gone to Lennox. This he's second in the Lennox. Yeah. Won the City of York. Yeah. Won the park. Yeah. And now he's coming here for the final, the grand finale. Yeah, but he, but I can't believe they skipped the Hungerford. Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> he skipped the Hungerford. <laughs> they decided to be a non-runner in the Sprint Cup instead. Uh, which There's was devastating. A bonus for whoever come in the five of them. <laughs> five, million five million quid. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. There's not no seven furlong races. They they could have they could have gone the minstrel stakes at the Curra. I think that's what kind of kicks it all off, and then it just gets wild from there on in. Um, yeah, Kinross, the six to four favorite. Um, he was going for the the seven furlong triple crown it's nearly as bad as the the six nations rugby triple crown where you oh. get that for beating everyone except for france don't you so uh, that's the biggest cop out trophy but i don't think this this seven furlong triple crown is too far behind and um, the 10 runners include kinross fang and um, enshiden for uh the japanese finding a seven furlong runner and um, there is yeah there absolutely is a uh, new energy is in here who kind of ran Kinross close it almost kind of looked like he'd re- he'd be enjoying a return to a mile um i'm starting to worry that he's tripless um a goal of style as well uh malaveth who is going to be my fancy i think she's going to take a hell of a lot of beating here actually uh returning to in my opinion favorable conditions where she beat zelly and um you know she she's at home on soft ground um even you know second in the breeders cup juvenile fillies and that was on rock hard ground but i do think she is better on soft ground and she wasn't beaten far by saffron beach last time out in the pre rothschild i know she has to reverse a bit of form with tenebrism there but tenebrism did run in the matron i believe um no not the matron sorry or was it the matron? yeah no it was the matron it was the matron uh so you know she's only coming back from from three weeks from from a uh tough enough race and i think malaveth has an opportunity to reverse the form she does go well fresh uh sandrine obviously the the lennox winner so who put the spanner in in kinross's works but she she does have a win over uh she does have a win over kinross so it's it's a hard race to call i wouldn't be taking six to four on kinross put it that way and i doubt you would be either decker yeah? no look he is a specialist he clearly yeah. is a specialist 100 yeah Agreed he's there. not good enough for six, he's not good enough for eight. Mm. Um, but he's he's falls into this bracket and he's clearly you know they, they don't really be group one horses in here. Does that's why you run here, but he's seems to be better than a lot of them. Um look, there's there's one of my you know, I was a real cliff horse in here, new energy, but he couldn't reel in. Um mm. he couldn't reel in Kinross at Doncaster. A new energy is probably just just below top level, no matter what trip he runs at, you know. Yeah. Um he's probably just a he's just not quite good enough, unfortunately, you know. Although Maybe he might get stronger as a four year old. There's always that yeah. opportunity, but hopefully he does now. Yeah, I'll probably have a small bell on him now. <laughs> <laughs> talk into I'll talk into ah no, come on, he was Kenros got first running him last time. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't not back him. Like, you know, I'm back at this fella since he made his fucking debut. <laughs> um, tried to no, back him in the barrier trial, trial, did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, tried to have a punt in the barrier trial. <laughs> Look, I, I really like really like Sheila Lavery horses. Um mm. she's a top class trainer, very, very underrated trainer. 
Um, don't know why Sheila hasn't been on actually because we absolutely love her on here and we love our horses. Mm. But look, Tenebrism, I don't, don't be going for fucking the fifth Irish horse of the night, but like, I'm, you know, Tenebrism, she's a seven furlong group one winner in France. She's zero from four over eight furlongs. She's unbeaten shorter in every race, shorter than eight furlongs, you know. Uh, that's a fair her, point actually yeah that's a know, fair she, point yeah are, she was she an unbeaten two-year-old yeah she's three from three so she won she won her debut over six then wasn't seen for like five months then won the Chievely park off that break and then yeah, yeah that's seven furlong group one and all her other starts were over a while so yeah yeah so she, she's unbeaten shorter than eight furlongs and she's zero from mm. four over eight unfortunately she seems to be one of these top class seven furlong horses i don't know when she come back to six mm. She bet the horse in Kinross, in my opinion. She's a three-year-old filly. She's going to get the allowances. Um, ground shouldn't be an issue. Ground shouldn't be an issue. I think she's going to be very, very difficult to beat. Uh, I just hope she's not just she's not in front of the, the winning post and she's in, in front of the second winning post. What you about the third winning post? post and you fucking jump up and give her one of them. <laughs> and they have another fucking four-long to go. <laughs> <laughs> You think he's got that fucking win and pulling a bus there? You go, no, he's coming off it now. <laughs> 150 yards to go. Um, <laughs> look, uh, it's not the strongest renewal. Um, Mangus Bain's plenty defiant. Malabat shouldn't be tenebrism on the last run. Um, you know, you, you're looking at fine one over course and distance the last day in the group three. He could he could run a big one. There's not loads to be. Sandrine and Kinross have beaten each other. Um, mm-hmm. I just think Tenebrism is probably a multiple group one winner. You know, yeah. as a two year old and three year old, it's just to cut above this and happens to not be good enough for eight. You know, but yeah. it, a group one seven furlong horse, if there is such a thing, do you know what I mean? I just. <laughs> That, I, I actually got a little bit sick there in my mouth when I said that. But, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like she's, yeah. she's multiple group one winner um, and she's better than the rest of these mugs, I think. I know that good thing. There we go. So tenebrism for deck. Um, I think she's second. I think Malavet's going to reverse the form with her off her little break. I think she's been targeted for the race. Um, now, what's over a mile when... Tenebrism was ahead of Malavet. That is true, yeah. And she was, you know, she was banged there at like probably the fourth winning post, and then she just lost lost her a couple of positions towards the fifth and sixth winning post. And um, I I just think that dropping back to seven furlongs might be what the doctor ordered for. And um, again, no issues with the ground. I think it's a, I think it's um, she's been deliberately left off, as I said. On RPRs, it was actually a career best last time out from her, even though she has won, you know, good races in the past. Um, you know, she was a group winner, a group two winner, Shanti. Um, but obviously the you know, racing older fillies and the likes of Tenebrism as well. Um that RPR was her best run uh, last time out. As we said there, the ground, she's beaten Zelly, who was a very high class filly as well on heavy ground at Deauville. I just think that she's a model to be absolutely at bare minimum be placed. Um, if you fancy tenebrism, 
at around three, four to one. She's twelve to one. You know, you can pack them both win only. I wouldn't say you'd be able to pocket really. Um, I, you know, even the Kinross at six to four, like Sandrine, be him in the Lennox. Yeah. Uh, so he's reversed the sins though, isn't he? He has reversed it, but there's still a, there's just enough to take him on at that price. Like I don't know, he's just a horse I've never warmed to either. So maybe I'm bullying him a little bit, uh, like the way I bullied Doctor Zen and Fiona. Like how the fuck do you warm to these things that? And fairness, one of my favorite horses ever was Gordon Lord Byron, and he was, I think he won this race once or but twice. He, so. he won group one sprints, though. He did, he won the Haydock Sprint he, Cup, he, he won in Australia, he did all sorts. Yeah, he was beating my Moonlight Cloud in this. Um, yeah, I actually met Tom Hogan in the airport afterwards, and um, well, again, he, he told me, fucking, some horses win it. Soft ground, three mile hurdle. Fucking, now, this is 2013, like, and the cunt still hasn't won since. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the name. Uh, but he told me back this thing, three mile hurdle soft ground. Fuck, mm. I think he's looking for two miles like a road. <laughs> and the last horse we'll give a mention to real quickly is Fang, who did win the trial for this race. Yep, there is a trial for this race. That that's a thing. Um, and I wouldn't imagine he'd be a, a million miles off what's required here, but I think Malabeth is the value here. Um, I will take that on with Tenebrism. I think maybe even a reverse forecast would be in order. Um, or even back in the boat win only, but it will be Malabet for me. Uh, and Tenebrism for you, Deck, is it? Tenebrism for me, yeah. I, I right. Think, yeah, yeah, Tenebrism. Yeah, fair enough. I didn't mean to write, I thought I was actually thought you were done, but what was it for you before we move on to the main event? No, uh, I just think like she's a multiple group one winner. She's better than most seven foot horses, I think. She's probably like barely shorter than mine, you know. Yeah. And she's been second in mile group ones. She'll probably go and win the lockings next year, won't we? Yeah, look, she's only a year, a year older, a year stronger. Like you know, mm. she might develop. She she's not far away from being a Group One miler. No, so she, you know, getting a little bit older, a little bit stronger, she can yeah. develop into a Group One miler, which means she should fucking piss this. And <laughs> the bare minimum. Um, <laughs> right. Well, on to the main event now. The Qatar Prix de l'Arc de Triomphe. One of Qatar's most famous races. Um, or actually, no, not, not really, but um, quite an interesting market here. There's been kind of developments in the last few days. There's been a bit of confidence around Luxembourg, who's a general seven to two poke now. Um, then the Philly Alpinista is in here, um, who just keeps on winning. And you know, maybe the unsexy combo for Mark Prescott and Luke Morris is the reason why she's probably still eleven to two. Like she's done I don't know what else she you could have asked her to do at this stage, but she's done it. Um she hasn't her... won them in Britain. Well she, she won the Yorkshire Oaks, I suppose, isn't she? Means it's better than the group one. The harder to mm. win, apparently. Maybe beat the Colts so in, in Britain might have done it, but she's won the Yorkshire Oaks anyway. Uh Vidani, there's probably gonna be uh, question marks over the trip there. Uh, the Derby third and Irish Derby winner Westover is making his return after bombing out in the uh, King George. Onesto, who would look very eye-catching in the Irish champion stakes after his Grand Prix de Paris win, which has worked out in no uncertain terms. I, I think the, the runner-up won a trial for this in France. I don't know where he is, actually. Saminka Mille, um, he must have picked up an injury. Uh, he won the... Um, he won on, on the Arc weekend, beating Lasso in the Preniel. And obviously, uh, Elder Elderov won the Ledger as well. So that form's worked out in no uncertain terms. And then he was obviously second to Luxembourg over the 10 furlongs, returning to the 12 here. 
Um, and then you have, you know, your your kind of almost your usual suspects at this stage, Mishriff, your Sealaways, your Alan Cares, who seem to be contesting all the group ones over this distance. And of course, last year's winner, um, Turcat or Tasso, who has to try and retain the arc from stall 18. And the last horse, I believe, that won it from stall 18 was a genius ride from Frankie Dettori. I think it was Golden Horn. Um, but then again, Golden Horn was not really ordinary. He was a phenomenal horse and, and probably doesn't get the credit he deserves because no, he got beaten in a doesn't get he got beaten in a Judmont like, International. Yeah, like when, when they're talking about you know Boyd being arguably the greatest ever, like they they forget the likes of Enable and Golden Horn, like when Golden mm. Horn on and like he danced every dance. Yeah, that was yeah, phenomenal. He, he brilliant went to after this, you know. Mm. He, he went and won the Irish, not the one day, the Irish champion stakes, you know, after getting frightened of a shadow. He <laughs> found, uh, in fairness, I think they're, they, they're probably a bit fortunate to keep that. He um, was, but he nearly put free eagle. But that bump, you know, what happened there ha- would take a lot out of a horse. It certainly mm. took it out of free eagle. It should have taken it out of golden heart. But he yeah. straightened himself up and he went and won the race like a good horse does. And yeah. Absolutely exceptional. And the ride he got, in this, I think the race is in Chantilly that he won, was it? Um, I, I think it might have been the first year. Could have been the first year, Chantilly. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think Enable won two of them at Chantilly, didn't he? No, no. Enable won. Enable won in Longchamp. This definitely Longchamp the second time. But I think. Um, but didn't he beat Trev Goldenhorn? Yeah. When Trev was gone for the tour in a row. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, just before we go on to deck selection, there's a, a good few of you um, in the comments here tonight, which we do very much appreciate. Uh, YouTuber says, love the new format. Uh, thank you. That, that would be uh, oh, Jay is our, our graphic. It could be. Uh, hopefully, it's just the two of us. Um, <laughs> I, I did promise I'd read out a, a couple of comments here. I just need to try and bloody find them. Um, we had Shifty Lad, who really fancies Vidani for the arc. Uh, lots went wrong at Leopard Sound, which is true. He was probably in a bad yeah. position. Extra couple of furlongs, I think he thinks it might sue. I think it's a big, big question mark. It looks like a proper 10 furlong animal to me, but I think Luxembourg could be a 10 furlong animal as well. So um, I think it's great to have both of them in the race, kind of trying 12 furlongs for the first time, both of them, which is, is fantastic. Um, do we have any more for the arc just before we start? Um, let me see. If you do actually have anything for the arc, guys, I'll, I'll pop the comments up. I'll throw them on screen. I'd be more than happy to. Um, and then we have obviously uh, Gerald Chin, Alpinist on a winning streak. Do not oppose such grand form. Luxembourg is at a disadvantage three year old against the older horses. That's interesting. The three year olds, I think it's the three year old fillies. I think Golden Horn is last three year old cold to do it. Um, and then just as I fly through here, I think obviously Reggie, who's a, a long time listener, um, he is all over Alpinista, I would imagine. When um, he was on here one night, didn't I think he might have been on the show when he? Mm. Back in anti post, yeah. He's told Chris to get the slips ready, I think, last time out. And um, bloody hell, there's a lot of comments here. I'm trying to get through. Rare's Richie there. Uh, never been so confident with the two colour, the green and white. Um, and we have Chris from the comfort of his own, wherever he is at the moment, <laughs> Alpinista. Um, Michael O'Connor, there's a couple questions for you, Deck, before before we move on. Um, Barry Connell's new stable jockey. Oh, I, thought, I, didn't, I thought this was about the arc, but yeah, I think a, a young Michael O'Sullivan, is, is the stable jockey now yeah. for seven pound climber. Um, yeah. Big he job for such a young lad. Delay, mm. um, that was quite, it was that was quite impressive actually, and a scary winning that race today. But mm. Barry Connell, I don't know. He, he doesn't seem he, 
he doesn't seem to have an awful lot of patience, you know, so little patience that he's now training the horses himself, or so we're led to believe he's training the horses himself, but he's been he's to, like, good. you know, Alan Fleming was his retainer. He's gone manager. through trainers like Watford's gone through managers, basically. Oh, uh, well, come here, jockeys, Adrian Heskin, Danny Mullins, you know, um, they, you don't get an awful lot of time. I don't know, was, was Pinky Book there as well? Dennis O'Regan. Um, Dennis O'Regan, you don't get an awful lot of time. He seems a very impatient man. He's obviously fucking money rolling down his legs. So, you know, he doesn't have time to wait around. So he's training himself. Now he rolls to himself. I just, yeah. I don't know. He's, he's, who was the horse he bought? The, the fucking Hunter Chaser for about half a minute. Massey Joe. Fox Rock, was it? No, he already had Fox, Fox Rock. Massey Joe, Joe he, he bought Minsk for huge money and then he died. And he, then... he bought El Connor for about a million. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, he has not the most amount of luck now, to be honest. But no, he hasn't. He sold Pino de Rey and he won a grand national. <laughs> yeah, no. um, he hasn't had an awful lot of luck, but I just he, he definitely does. He he had a nice bumper horse who won the day Gandana um won at Killarney as well. He definitely has an awful lot of horses, he throws his money around. I just don't think he has the patience. Mm. Something's owner, missing anyway. Yeah, he, as, as an owner, like. I think he definitely doesn't have the patience. Mm. It is a, you need to be very, very patient in the game. So, yeah. you know, I hope, I, I imagine he's going to squander a lot of talent. Yeah, well, let's hope not, but we'll see. Let's hope not, but, but he's neighbour of yours, isn't he, Andy? You live in the same house, don't you? <laughs> Your house is a bit yeah, head. him and Uncle Chris live together, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're in a similar, similar area. Um, and then finally, just before we get your opinion, Andrew West jumping on Mara Stralis at a big, big price. Now, he is out in the car park. Uh, he's out towards the the, the that's right. Yeah, I think he I think he got twenty of twenty, unfortunately. Um big, big price though, and he is talented. I thought he'd actually be a horse that could have gone well in something like a Melbourne Cup. I know you'd probably crucify me for saying that, but I, I thought that would be a type of, I'm not sure if he's entered, I don't think he is. And we have Giles who's getting sick of it. Get on with the arc for hook's sake, probably. Yeah. Right, Giles, you get your wish, Declan. Arc, go. Yeah, look, it's funny, Mary Stralis, because I, I think I backed him to win the arc in 2019 or something. Huh. Mm. Um, I don't know whether that ticket still stands. Um, look, Luxembourg. I, 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 um, I had a few points on me last Sunday, and I was doing all right. And <laughs> I remember a few points on Sunday, and um, I ended up having a decent enough bet on on Luxembourg. He's done very little wrong, and he's got a nice draw here in Stale. Um, he was a long time off after touring the Guineas. I think that's his only defeat to Tord in the Guineas. Yeah, that's you know, his only where, defeat. Where yeah, he had yeah. excuses, you know. Uh, I thought he hit the line very, very well in the Irish Champion Stakes. Mm. A lot of people are taking the nest away of the Irish Champion Stakes, including you me. Too, Andy, but yeah. you know, when I see a horse getting outstayed, and you can argue pace all you want, but Luxembourg went by him, hit the line harder than him, and they're stepping up and trip like. It's showing to me Luxembourg's trying to get this trip rather than Ernesto. I just think people might be trying to be if, trying to be shrewd about it um, and going for the bigger price horse. But I would say Luxembourg has him held over the longer trip. Um, is he going to handle the ground? Uh, you know, I don't know. His outfit fucking hated heavy ground. You know, it absolutely destroyed him. It destroyed that Irish. We won't talk about that Irish derby. Don't the talk Irish about that. Derby, he was yeah. never the same again. But um, look, 
people are saying that you know he's only a three-year-old he, he gets the allowances i know aiden's three-year-old has never finished better than third for them you know records are definitely broken if one man's going to get over something like that it's going to be aiden isn't it you know but the thing about this race look at the fucking size of the field like it's like half a grand national you know you're 20 runners it's you're gonna need so much luck and run. I think you need luck when you go to France anyway. You know, it's such a difficult race to win, and it's a race you need so much luck in. You'd probably better off looking for value. I think he's gonna be very hard to beat, and I did have that better number. You know, fortunately enough, I also have a couple of anti post bets on Alpha there. And I'm not fucking only saying this tonight now. I've said this all along. I have um It's like having to stay here. I've I have uh, I I would have backed Alpenisa last year if she had a run in the race and she's absolutely top class. She's a brilliant mare. Racking up the group one wins, you know, Germany, France, Britain, um she's top class and she probably should be the favourite. It is it the unsexiness of is it Mark Prescott or oh, I think Mark Prescott is, is you know, I think he's a sexy man for an outfit, like you know what I mean is <laughs> He can't around with that cigar in his mouth in the parade ring. Um, it, it's probably fucking just Luke Morris because he's as ugly as sin, unfortunately. But um, she's arguably the best 12 4 on horse around. Um, and she deserves a chance here. For Craig Tasso, he's drawn in the toy um, out in 18. <laughs> he was second in the King George and he was ahead behind. Uh, Mendocino the last day is that how, is that what he's called Andy? Yeah, yeah, the German yeah, Ger- yeah. group one. Yeah, that yeah, was that a that was a very, joke. That was a two for it on sprint. It was a very very messy race. San Marco mm. was poor as well. He could have thrown a blanket over him. A uh, bit disappointed. San Marco's not turning up here, and I hope it's not because of that. Because you just put a line through that race. Yeah, it was a race uh, course gallop, really. Yeah, you know, look. Unfortunately, the draw has gone against them. I'm not sure he's. I I think they're drawn out there. You can't sit and pray because in a field this big, you're not going to get the gaps unless you're very, very lucky. You need to go forward and you need to do what Frankie done at Golden Heart. Uh, and I'm not sure they'll, well, Frankie's riding him, but I'm not sure he's the horse to go forward with. He's not Golden Heart. Uh, he is an arc winner, but he's not Golden Heart. Uh, Vidani, I'm not so sure he's going to want this trip. Um, he was toward the Irish Champion States. He did win the Eclipse. He'll travel into this beautifully, I'd say, but you know, there's question marks about the ride. He could have been closer, but I just think he was beaten fair and square as well on in the Irish Champion Stakes. Uh, title holder, he's won his last three. Two of them are group ones. I fucking don't think this fella's ever ran without Fairman to go on. Like, you know, so this is going to be an absolute culture shock for him. Japanese horses are very, very tough. I'm not going to pretend I know loads about the Japanese farm, but I know they're they're a different, nearly a different breed of animal, and they're extremely tough. Oh, it's just this is going to be so different for them um, handling this sort of ground because it's like a road in Japan. Westover, very, very, very disappointing in the King George. He did win the Irish Derby. He got a good ride off Colin Kane. Um, too much been made of the, the change in jockeys. You know, Colin Kane getting jocked up. You know, Rob Harvey's back up now. You know, just get on with it. That's what happens. Um, Colin Kane 
Cormac Keane won on him in the quarter and he kept the riot. But Rob Hornby's back here. I don't think he's good enough. Um, I don't think he was un, as unlucky as everyone made out at Epsom. I just don't think he got through the gaps. And the thing about the arc, you do need to take the gaps when they come. Um, yeah, it's essential. Especially in the field this size. And you need to stay well. He will stay well. I just don't think he'll take the gaps when they come. Yeah. Al Hakim, it's his first try at 12 furlongs. Um, he was fourth in the jockey club. Uh, he was staying on um, and he finished very strongly at Deauville over 10 furlongs. Again, he's going to need to get the gaps. Um, but he's, he's one you'll expect to be staying on. And when you're staying on in this race, you know, you're, you're just hoping for the one in front of you to stop. And, and if that happens, he definitely has a chance. Mystery mm. hasn't won a race since the Judmont in August last year. He's had six runs since. And I can't see him winning this. Uh, Meryl Stralis, another one drawn out in level up for a, uh, he's a group, he has actually a group two winner this season. Uh, and Mendocino was fifth there in that race. I just think he missed his chance a couple of years ago. And I really fancied him for the race a couple of years ago. I'd be surprised mm. to see him winning now. Do Juice, a Japanese three-year-old, he, he won the Japanese derby, he's fought in the pre nil I don't give him much hope, but you might have a little bit more to say about Mandy. Mm. Alan Kerr has struggled the last two races. Uh, he has won over 12 furlongs, but he was ninth in this last year. Um, Bubba Gift, Bubba Gift hit the, the line well in the in the pre-foy, uh, and he was toured in the Grand Prix saint Clue. I think Bubba Gift's a big, big price here. I don't think he has loads to find. The ground could be an issue, but one at a massive price who could run a big race and be staying on for a place, I think, is Bubba Gift. Uh, Stay Foolish should be staying on. Deep Bond, you know, don't know. Yeah, we know what they offer, don't they? Don't we? Yeah, don't we going to appreciate that ground. Grand Glory's the outsider. Like, she was toured in the Prince of Wales. Um... I think she'll handle the ground, but the triple stretcher, unfortunately. Uh, and that's the only thing. I think it's the price is a bit harsh, but I think the triple really stretcher. I don't think she'll get it, even if she will handle the ground. Look, I I, I kind of have it between Luxembourg and Alpinista. I don't have a strong opinion on who'll win it. But I wouldn't put anyone off having an each way bet on Bubba Gift to run into a place. Um it's very competitive. It's, it, you need a lot of luck here. It's very hard to just, you know, in a race like this with 20 runners, it's very, very difficult to come down on, on just one. Um, you know, we, we were saying, I, I think Luxembourg has kind of saved the, the three-year-olds this season. Um, and it was great to see three-year-olds finish four second and third in the Irish champion stakes because the crop really, mm. really needed that. And it'd be great to see a three-year-old go and win the arc. But I do really yeah. like Alpinista and I've liked her for a long, long time. And, you know, even if she wins this, she might never get the credit she deserves. And I'd love her to win it. Um, I really, really would love Alpinista to win it. And, and Reggie put his balls on the line on here a long, long time ago uh, and, and put her up. So, I would like to see Alpinista win a book. You know, if you just want... It's a race... It's difficult, man. Probably yeah, not a race to have a bet in. But if you are going to, maybe, you know, a couple of euro each way on Bubba Gift to help you run into a place. Or I'm not sure what price he is. Andy. 80 odd to one. 
Yeah, around 80 to 1 bigger. You know, in a race like this, it's probably not one to take too seriously as a punter. Just mm. enjoy it. It's, you know, most prestigious race in Europe. Um, a couple of euros each way on Bubba Dick, but I think the top two will be difficult to beat. Yeah, that's fair enough, Deck. Um, I look, I, I think Luxembourg, he looked quick in the Irish champion stakes, and now he is by Camelot out of a downhill dancer mare. I believe he's a half brother or a very close relation to Leo de Fury, who was a very good horse for Jesse Harrington a couple of years ago. Um, I think he won a, a Morris Bridge or something like that. But I'm, I'm just wondering how much improvement is in there for 12 furlongs. Um, now, you'd probably get it all right, and I, I wouldn't be, you know, oh, and I, I still think that maybe Desert King and Luxembourg was the clash that we never got to see in the derby. I think that was a huge... The, the, really really unlucky i would have loved to have seen that and i would have loved to have seen uh desert king here as well but i suppose that's racing they have to stay sound um Vidani, i would i'd say i seriously have my reservations about the 12 for him he just looks all like he looks like a proper 10 furlong horse he's basically the cult equivalent to um nashua who we were talking about earlier um al hakim who i saw a comment there uh you know, the Sayuni out of the Galileo mare, as I said, had a comment correct. He said Sotsas, uh, Mission Scene, who I think has this as a similar cross. Uh, St. Mark's Basilica has that cross as well. It's one that works. Um, and, you know, he he comes here, maybe could be slightly overpriced. Um, you know, that defeat of Adani, um, you know, might be kind of thrown the ring in his, in his, um, you know, the spanner in his, in the spanner in his works. But, you know that, that that trip, the twelve furlong trip, should probably help him out as well. Um, Doe Juice, I know you 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 kind of set me up for him there, Deck, a minute ago. If you want to watch a horse that that travelled into a race and just didn't quite get home, it looked for me that it could you could make an argument it was the ground, but it just looked like he blew up. It could have possibly been fitness. Obviously, his first run in a different continent, only a three year old, um. Like it looked like he was just gonna pick them up and win half the track. Um like he really was you know, they were pulling double on him and he just didn't get didn't seem to get home. In my opinion, it was a fitness thing. I wouldn't be surprised to see a big, big effort from him. Um you know, thirty three to one. I know the Japanese have never won it, but that's you know, that wouldn't I wouldn't be losing sleep over that. Um this this lad's very, very good. You know, he was tough in the Japanese derby and again very very lightly raced like i'd be more worried that it's only a sixth start that would be my biggest worry about him it wouldn't be him not being able to win on his european debut it would actually be the fact that he's only having a sixth start and he could be a horse that maybe even comes back for next year and possibly goes well in next year's arc would i prefer go ground probably um but that doesn't mean I don't think that the soft ground is going to seriously inconvenience him. As, as I said, I think it was the fitness that might have given out. If you have a chance, just go back and watch it and just watch the way he travelled into it off a fairly sedate gallop from the back. It was really, really impressive. And you know, maybe maybe this might be a bit too much too soon for him, but at 33 to 1, I think you have to include him in your bet slip. Um, I'm going to take the shrewd approach, is what Teclan said. I do quite like Ernesto. Um, the Grand Prix de Paris was over a mile and a half, which he got fine. Uh, the form was boosted by Saminka Milia and um, Elder Elderov, just to, to name two, uh, both of whom 
one winning a group, two, the other winning the English ledger. Um actually one was one actually beat Dojus, funny enough, but um they would be the two for me at double figure prices. I think um Ernesto is on the drift. I think he's like 12, 14 to one now, which I think is quite crazy. Uh, stall eleven, I'm absolutely fine with, and Joe Juice and Stall three is absolutely fine as well. He might need some luck and running from from an inside draw, so he is likely going to be held up. Um, as some of the Japanese horses are going to go to the front, uh, Broom as well, who is Japanese owned, I'd imagine he won't be hanging around either. And um, they'll try and do what they did in the Hardwick with him, and that will, um, obviously, the same colours. Joe Juice will be able to, you know, ideally slot in somewhere behind them, but I say they are going to hold them up near enough to last and i just would not be surprised if he ran a big race alan karen his first time blinkers um yeah best luck to them i suppose but he has had a, a fairly fair, decent season um mishriff with his first time cheek pieces I, he's a model to miss the break i think he he might be getting a bit too clever for the game and i'm not sure he put in everything at leopardstown Um, i think he if he was good enough or i think if he wanted to i think he would have finished a lot closer at leopardstown because he was coming down the outside usually where the better ground is and um, I, I think that he might have been saving a little bit for himself. Yeah, so I know you've uh, you went on the spiel there and ended up coming down on the fucking first and second favour. I can't believe you did that. Hang <laughs> but, on, hang on. I did tell people to have a few quid on fucking something. <laughs> bubble gift. Bubble gift, yeah, bubble gift. <laughs> Perfect. Right, well, I'm happy to take two at double-figure prizes against the field. I'll take Ernesto and Dojus, who I... I'm convinced you're going to see a big effort from him, um, you know, on, on the back of what I saw. So that brings us to the end of the French group ones. Unbelievable. Um, and we're still only an hour and 19 minutes in. So we actually, we, we kind of maybe talk about Barry Connell and, and, and Gower and uh, might have actually might have delayed us in the end. But um, look, I still think that, the racing is, is phenomenal. It's it's really, really good. And before we let you go, Deck, we'll go through best bets. But there was a question in the chat, which will come to really quick. I'll, I'll just try and find it very, very quickly. Um, ba -ba -ba -ba, just two seconds. It was it was around the Sun Chariot anyway. Um, and it was from Kieran. Uh, who wins between Saffron Beach and Homeless Songs? So that's the Sun Chariot on Saturday. Uh, Newmarket Group One. We may as well touch on it really, really quickly. I know we weren't; it wasn't scheduled, but you, it's Group One form. You should be able to have a, a small stab at it, I suppose. Um. Oh, look, my thoughts are the same as the last day. I'm, I'm still scratching mm. my head on Beach didn't win. How she beat that filly, you know, really well the time before that, and um, oh, I don't know. I've up and tell me how they might have given her a freebie in front. Is the only yeah. conclusion I can come to, but. Saffron Beach is a genuine, she's a proper group one horse. Home mm. and Songs still has it to prove. Um, and she's getting on the boat as well. Yeah, it's funny now she's going to run every week. You know, these time of well horses, when they're good, they don't be seen for fucking years. Um, and, and now she's back out again already. I don't think she's as good as Saffron Beach. Um, mm. The, the trade-off form can be knocked a good bit like you know the trail form in general i think was saved by a yorick shaman states the last day but I, I just don't think it's overly strong and saffron beach is it i think she's a proper group one horse and uh, mm. i don't think anything anything beats her on saturday yeah no i'd agree i think she's gonna be really hard to be uh 13 days is a pretty fair price um 
All right, Jack, best bets then. Is there anything else that you do fancy or, or are you just going to be sticking to uh, sticking to France? Oh, look, um, well, I obviously gave, you know, my, my two extra bets were the ones we talked about at the beginning at Gowron. Um, Gowron, we're in the bumper tomorrow for anyone who wasn't here at the beginning. I'm almost the name of the other one, Andy, um, one sec. Oh, yeah, put me on the spot here. At case of 437 <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> Uh, Philip Rockwell, Galanda Vassell, um, I'll just cover again. Like he, he, he ran and jumped respectively in beginners' chases last season. He's since gone back hurling and he's won off 104 and he makes his chase, his handicap chase debut off 102. So mm-hmm. he's got to have plenty of scope to, to win off that mark over fences. Um, I suppose above the curve, I, I think, is a good thing. Um, I know it's a hot race, but I think she wins that. Um, I like Shark Cash. Uh, what did we come down on together, Andy? Uh, Blue, Blue Rose, Blue Rose, Sen, and the Boosack. Yeah. And and Tenebrism, I think, is you know, as we sort of we, we kind of got to the bottom of it, she'll be a group one miler next year, so um, she should piss that for it. Um, unbelievably actually deck that the one I'm just going to touch on really quick, but the 250 at Longchamp on Saturday, which is I believe it's only a conditions race. Um, Denmark is declared for Aidan O'Brien and Ryan Moore in a conditions race at Long Jump on, on the Saturday. Are you um, on the race? Yeah, the the Harris de Boque Quaterium Arcana, it's called. Um, oh, it appears to be some sort of it appears to be some sort of sales race or something because there's 17 yeah. runners. It's a conditions race, 126,000 pounds to the winner. What's the trip? Um, and it's a mile. This thing, like, when's it, will he go to Doncaster after this? Um, if they stick into France, you know there is that ten furlong. There's the criterium, and then there's the um. There is a ten furlong group one in France. They might they might go go for that with him with his pedigree. Possibly. Yeah, I've already backed this fella for the derby, um, mm. and he has he has that Manju speaking, and he's a fucking mad. <laughs> this fella, you wouldn't get too close to him. He, you think Blackbeard's mad? This thing will have the eye out of your head, um. I, he was only getting going at the line that nice. I was very, very impressed with him. And he didn't stop. He took Ryan to the far side of nice and, and then he threw him off. Mm. Uh, I ran down to see him and I was a bit disappointed he wasn't there. I said, um, oh, he must have gone straight in with him because he, he obviously has a quirk. But he, it turns out he was still out on the track doing his own thing. And then he just came back in when he was ready. And Ryan rolled him back in. But <laughs> no case. But I could put the photo up. He did good look at me now. <laughs> he's scary horse for it. He has to be riddled with ability. He's only going to get better and better. Um, mm. I don't know how he is for the derby now, but I'd be happy to win again. Uh, Any wins, I'd be just you know keep keep it up and up, tipping away at him because um, I, I think he's riddled with ability and he he has that Monju streak. So you know when they have that and ability, they're usually really really good. Yeah, that that's true. Um, well, just for me anyway, I'm sticking with deck with Blue Rose Sen in the um, Marcel Busak and above the curve in the Prix de l'Opera. Um, yeah, that that's really yeah. I'm I'm not going gonna go too mad here. They'll probably be my main two. I'll stick a few more up on Twitter though. Um, if as as I keep looking, but um, I like obviously Joe Juice and Onesto as well. I I do quite like both of them in the arc. Um, but other than that, I think. You know everything else I've tipped on this podcast will be little bits, but 
the ones I just mentioned there will be my main ones. Um, and yeah, I'll stick to Twitter then for for uh, everything else above that. But I do very much appreciate you guys joining us. We've had a, um, had a, a great response tonight in the comments. We've been fantastic. So I do very much appreciate your support. Uh, like, share, subscribe. We literally do it for the good of our health. So, um, yeah. And we have oh, issues. Commented about 20 times. Quick turn to turn over. Um, yeah, to turn over uh, what's his face there, Caprios, who should be in the arc, in my opinion. But, you know, if I think he should be in the arc, I think that's an open and show case. He'll win the Prix de Cadran, which belongs back in the French Revolution. Um, and then Giles, obviously, yeah, best of luck to everybody. Um, anything else? Any last closing comments there, Dak? Yeah, no, just uh, Andrew West has just mentioned the cause again. And um, obviously, very grateful for everyone who, who has donated money already. We've reached nearly three and a half grand and we were actually a bit shocked that you know how many people donated and it is for mm. a good cause we don't see the money it goes straight to the charity and um, it's a very yeah. very rare disease that you know they don't really know anything about it now look we appreciate you you know when you're in and out children's hospitals you see sick children um and we realize how lucky we are but at the end of the day he is our little world as well and we don't know an awful lot about this. Uh, for anyone who's met him, he's totally normal, but he, he does have this disease. But if anyone, any willing to get, you know, if you throw a couple of euro, I'm not asking for much, you know, uh, it, it is going for a good cause. And we're very grateful to everyone who has donated because, uh, you know, a lot of people that I meet once a year at Cheltenham have, you know, donated in my opinion is a lot of money like you know so um it's quite touching people even i don't know i haven't met you know people have got to me from twitter you know um facebook it's it's been it's been really really nice of everyone we're very grateful so if anyone after you you lump on that double that gown and, and have everything <laughs> up the course and everything else over the weekend a couple more euro you know be very very grateful but but thanks everyone Super, super. And uh, I know yeah, Ish is saying link in here. Uh, we'll get the link to you if you don't have Twitter. But um, yeah, keep right, an eye out on all our social media platforms. We'll, we'll get we'll get that link over to you. Very much appreciate it, guys. Uh, under an hour and a half, so not too bad. Chris, get this up on Spotify. You know you're listening. Um, yeah, he's hopefully he's back right. next week. He's a big box of Kleenex for him. <laughs> Fantastic. He has, he has flu-like symptoms. For fuck's sake, we all have a runny nose. It's nearly October. That's it. That's it. Weather's changing. Um, look, very much appreciate it. Best luck with your punting, guys. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Cheers, lads. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.